Oh shit, here we go again. What's up, ballers? We are back. We took a week hiatus, but we're here to talk all things Tour Championship. Talk a little bit about the BMW Championship and a crazy playoff between John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. And then we're going to end with uh, a little bit of talk about the uh, Safeway this week, but what really sets up for a fantastic 2021 PGA Tour season uh, that has six major championships and the uh, players championships so seven player seven majors in Doug's book six and Jake's which is okay with me but uh <laughs> while we're doing that Vince and I are actually doing a fantasy draft we got a lot of things going today Jake had first match of the week or the school season <clears throat> uh sorry second actually we are one and one we lost by four strokes today and uh I had a kid four jacket on a hole so we would have been pretty close if he didn't do that uh, but yeah was that uh, were you expecting it to be that close or what honestly no teams my team's surprising if we had any <laughs> short game if we had any short game at all guys i'm telling you right now we, we would be a force right now we'd be an absolute force guys the kids are absolutely hitting the shit out of it they just can't chip or putt wow i love that that is uh big things from jakey so we got all three of us in the booth jake started school this week uh, Vinny is still down in mexico setting up the fiber trenching it in from the <laughs> no. ocean um, but we got all of us here to talk everything we got. Vinny, what's going on, brother? What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm here. It's, it's been a busy week already, and uh, hopefully we can get out on the course this weekend. Dude, speaking of which, happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Appreciate the big it. guy turned 31 this week. What You guys, what? You got a little steak last night, a little cheesecake? Yeah, we went for steaks at State 48, man. That place is just so good. Love that. I don't, nice. don't think you can go wrong with anything on their menu. You have a glass of vino. What was the What was the drinking choice last I, night? I did. I had a big glass of Australian wine called the Molly Duker. It was damn good. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> the big Duker guy. Right. That sounds like a Odell Beckham Jr. glass of wine, the Duker. But oh. uh, come on, guys, you didn't get the joke. Come oh, on, that landed it. perfectly. I got it. It was. It was <laughs> I just, got it, man. It was I've just. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't Odell know what Beckham. to believe. <laughs> All right, we're not going to talk about that. Anyways, uh, yeah, happy birthday to the kid, 31. Uh, what's what's the low round of the year going to be this year for you? Ooh, that's a great question. This is pretty tough. I've been hitting the driver, I think, the best I've hit it since pre-summer, since, like, April mm -hmm. right now. Uh, mm -hmm. If I start hitting some damn greens, I think I think there's, like, a 74 in my near future. Love that. Okay. That's yeah, good. That's good stuff. I'll do too many of those though, because we can't lower the handicap too much. I only hit three uh, greens last week playing, so it's been it's been bad. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, but you hit like almost every fairway, so that was interesting to watch. But uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's part. It's part of golf. That's this just one of those things that happens. Uh, you you were getting ready for the thirty first birthday celebrations. It's all good. Um, well, I guess before we get into things, uh, Jake, you were down at the shore. Did you play any over the uh, Labor Day weekend? Uh, I did. I played at the club over um over labor day weekend nice not in great shape but um yeah good number for me 74 drop drop the handicap lowest it's ever been so yeah wow, got a little golf in this weekend that is massive it's uh you have to blow four right first time ever it's not yeah uh, no not just above four 4.4 oh. 4 right now all of that that's huge i'm at like 3.7 right now so you're you're better than i am um, i don't know getting close <clears throat> uh yeah i was able to actually sneak out to uh blue jack on sunday yeah, the uh, the place, the Holy Sanctuary, where we started our, our podcast, actually. So I was able to get out there for Drew's, a buddy of ours, birthday and uh, play. Shot one under, actually. The course was in phenomenal shape. Now, we played up like two tees on most of the holes because we were playing with his father and another member who was completely shithoused the entire round, which was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my but, God. But, uh, yeah, I had a great time. The course in phenomenal shape. Uh, it was nice to get back out there uh and just it's been you know what two years since we played there maybe two years and a couple months so there were some things i remembered some things i didn't so it was fun to just uh, get back out there and play again but uh, let's talk a little bit about golf so bmw championship was two weeks ago we had one of the craziest finishes of the year our boy dustin johnson who Vinny had taken the week prior at the northern trust that uh 
moved him close to the top of the leaderboard in our pick'em pool. Uh, made about a 35-footer on 18 that was like a triple breaker over the hill, down the hill, in the hole to get him into a playoff with John Rom. Rom was like completely blindsided in shock. He was hitting balls, but really he was like hitting a couple wedges because he's like, this is over. He's 35 feet away. Makes the putt. And then we go to a playoff. When we go to the playoff, Vinny's got John Rom as his player for the week. If, if Rom wins, he's going. He's taking Vinny to the top of the the pool, which has got some some decent money for first place. If he doesn't, you know, Vinny drops back just a little bit. But there's a couple guys they got. DJ, Jake, what were your thoughts when they're going into the playoff after DJ makes that putt? Do you think that's more momentum for DJ, or do you think you know Rom had played really well all weekend? Who were who you thinking was going to come out on top there? Yeah, I really, I, I really didn't know, and I think, I mean, we were rooting so hard for Rom only because we all wanted to see Vince kind of vault to the top of the pool and and to be in the money. But um, I mean, listen, after DJ uh, canned it, I thought like there's just no way he's going to lose. And actually, we talked earlier in the day, and you were like, "Does DJ repeat?" And I think we both were like, "Yeah, he, this is he goes back to back here. He wins this, and then he just cruises into the tour championship." So. Yeah, after he made that, I was like, it's it's just his his month, um, and I thought for sure he was going to end up uh, winning that. Vinny, what were you were you? Because I know you were driving back from a wedding, and uh, wifey texted me and she's like, Doug, please tell me DJ didn't make that putt. And like ten seconds before he hit it, I was I <laughs> responded, and I was like, Nah, there's no way he's making this thing. Yeah, and a- then he made it. Oh, dude, I <laughs> I know. So we got home about. 10 minutes before uh, the end of the regular 72 for DJ and Rom. Um, so I got to watch DJ play the whole final hole and hit that putt. Uh, first hat spike of the day uh, right there. And <laughs> I don't either. I'm like pacing back and forth. And obviously I have Rom to win, you know, to go to the top of this 175 person pick and pull. And, you know, down 18, Rom hits his tee shot across the corner of the fairway and then Plays out to the back left. That's all he can do, you know, apparently. I Trust me, I'd rather him get be there than chunk it in the water. But, right. uh, and, you know, he, then he's got to make a 61-footer, which is nearly impossible. <laughs> you know, it, I, mean, it's, I say that now because he made the damn putt, but it was impossible, and he made it. And I'll tell you what, like, my knees haven't been weaker in a long <laughs> time. I so, love that. Yeah, I That's was incredible. I was really losing it. Obviously, I wanted Rom to win and DJ. I, you know, I wouldn't have gone back. I was in sixth place and then moved to first. I would have gone to third, okay. Uh, but the you know the win by Rom really helped me out and and obviously I wanted to see him win. So it's back to back weeks for me in that and and just back to back you know amazing weeks of golf to watch at the same time. Uh, we can't say enough about how. Uh, know how great olympia fields was no you're absolutely right absolutely crazy and it's funny you know you say that because you know rom obviously was number one in the world until dj went on his run the last month he's still number two um makes that putt but it kind of took me back to when jt made that putt in the playoff against uh morikawa at uh at jack's place Mm -hmm. same thing that was like a 60 footer that broke like three or four different ways and that was really one of the times same thing as this weekend where I really wish there had been crowds out there because the atmosphere would have just been electric. Because uh, DJ even, he almost made the putt to cover up Rom on 18 uh, in the playoff, but he didn't. And Rom got the win. Was absolutely incredible. Great to watch. Uh, the last, you know, four to five holes on Sunday in regulation were just crazy. And, you know, COVID was a horrible thing, obviously, for everybody. But since the restart, we've had some really good Sunday finishes, uh, I'd say for about 75% of the tournaments. So been blessed to see that, especially in a playoff there or in the, the, the playoffs, the FedEx Cup playoffs, to see the top guys going at it like that is just really what you want to see. That's what the PGA wants to see, what all the fans want to see. Uh, and really just kind of rode the momentum going into the Tour Championship this week at Eastlake in Atlanta. Uh, but any any closing thoughts on the BMW or, you know, you just move into thoughts on the Tour Championship? Got nothing else for BMW. Awesome. So then we we move into the ultimate final field 
of the 1920 season, which seems to be just crazy that we're there at the final. We missed, you know, 13 events with COVID. Nobody really thought we'd get back out there and play. We played a major championship in the in those conditions. Had a lot of great winners, but the final 30, top 30 guys in the FedEx Cup made it to East Lake Tour Championship, where uh, <clears throat> Dustin Johnson started with a two-shot lead over John Rahm and a three-shot lead over Justin Thomas. And then we had Rory McIlroy that was six back and a bunch of other players that were staggered uh, from eight under where Rom started two back down to even par where the guys that were, I believe, 25 to 30 started. Before we went into the field, you know, DJ's obviously having an unbelievable six weeks or so. Uh, Rom had been playing well. Justin Thomas had been playing well. Those two guys are right behind DJ. Were you guys thinking going into the tournament that DJ was going to run away with the event, or did you think someone was going to challenge him uh, even though he had a two-shot lead, you know, with four days to play, which I realize is a lot of golf. Jake, what did you think? I don't know, man. You, you guys know I'm not going to harp on it too too much. I'm not going to be too negative. I don't love the Tour Championship at all. I don't right. like the format. The course, we talked about the course a little bit. The course is, like, okay at best. Here's the thing. Uh, two things can be true, right? We can kind of shit on this format and, and what it is, and also we can – Acknowledge the fact that it probably did reward the guy who's had the best playoffs <laughs> and one of the best seasons of the year. And so, yeah, I mean, in the end, I thought he was I thought he was going to run away with it. I, I mean, that, that lead shrunk. And I sent you guys the the strokes leaderboard that was floating around on Twitter. Right. Um, but I mean, in the end, he still played DJ still played incredible golf. And across three weeks, I mean, it's been. It reminds me a little bit of like right before he he slipped on the stairs at the Masters, where he was like, "Win top three, win top ten, win or something crazy like that." Right. So, yeah, it was, I thought he was going to run away with it for sure. Vinny, what were you what were you thinking going into the Tour Championship? Obviously, you know you're you're walking around, swag stepping around the room because you're number one <laughs> on the on the board. But what were what were your thoughts on DJ going in with that two shot lead? Uh, yeah, I really thought that he'd have to have a really bad round to cough it up. I think I said that to both you guys. He'd have to shoot like four over one of the days to really feel like he's behind the eight ball. Right. Um, riding the highest wave in golf for him. And, you know, he just, all he had to do was play his game. He's one of the people that didn't have to try pushing the envelope. Like some of the guys really had to, you know, 10 shots back. Try to overcome that deficit. You're playing a different kind of game. Uh, for four rounds, then then you maybe are starting all you know all square. So right. uh, I don't think twenty five out of the thirty people ha- had any chance at all, personally. And mm-hmm. I agree. It's just a it's a tough setup to to say. You know, I I just don't know if it can last. Like it, it's a very uneventful event. Now, the thirtieth place guy makes four hundred k. These guys played all year long to get to that that pay, why not strip them of all their rankings at this point in time and play a, a match play event? It, it just it just makes so much more sense. Um, obviously, the, the prize pool is huge. It, it is what it is, Massive. in my opinion. It's just, it, it doesn't, it just does, it's not fulfilling like the first two events of the FedEx Cup playoffs, for, for, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, we've talked about the the different formats, and I'm not going to get into that there. And the, and the 15 million dollar first place is just absolutely outrageous um, for DJ, who I think may I looked has made 19 million dollars in six weeks. So Whew. just just an absolute heater, uh, and uh, just wild. But yeah, I mean, there's something that's got to change. I think I, I think they know that, but they've signed. You know, I think it was like a four or five year contract on this current layout. Uh, so, you know, they'll, something will get figured out at some point, something will get fixed. They'll either, you know, pay out the regular season, like they should be paying out these guys in the tour championship. And then there'll be extra dollars allocated for the playoffs, uh, or something will happen, or at least I hope it does. But I agree, you know, the Northern trust was awesome. DJ boat raced the field. Uh, but it was still like, he just played absolutely outrageous. It was kind of like watching tiger or those guys in his prime when they just lapped the field. And then the BMW added some of the best drama we've seen, uh, you know, since Memorial or since the U.S. Open, 
uh, sorry, the PGA. Uh, so it's just been, it's been wild. So uh, something's got to change, but I, I really enjoyed the first two events of the playoffs. I, I actually, I enjoyed Sunday's round because DJ, you know, he had such a large lead at some point he's going to get a little lax and he did, and he gave up three shots and it got tight. It was one or two there for a little bit, but I actually thought, and I think I texted the group this cause they started on Friday because of the holiday weekend Saturday. DJ didn't play great. He shot a couple under or maybe one under and Rory had a chance there to get up and, and put some pressure on the leaderboard. And he kind of faltered a little bit. And I think even JT and Rom had those chances as well. Uh, Rom, you know, was in the final group on Saturday and played terrible uh, or sorry, Sunday and, and didn't play well. And then he, you know, he shot four or five under on, on Monday, but, it just wasn't good enough because you, you, you really do. You have to play four great rounds and hope that the leader, in this case, DJ, uh, shoots like even par on one day or even two days just to have a chance to um, to get in there and contend with the with the champion. But overall, I thought, you know, I, I thought the season happy to have it back. I You know, I didn't think we would get this. Uh, after we had all the COVID delay. So, you know, on one hand, it's like, okay, great. We got to see live golf. That was fantastic. But on the other hand, it is, I agree with both of your points that, you know, some things need to be changed uh, to just make it uh, a better viewing thing for, for the audience going into the, the tour championship. Um, but that's not my decision to make, but anything anyways, did, did you, what do you guys think about Eastlake? I think we, we had a chat go around, uh, oh. Jake and I think you responded and Vinny responded. What's your thoughts on Eastlake? Because I guess for let's let's put it two questions. Do, do what do you think about Eastlake itself as a golf course, and has the Tour Championship kind of run its uh, run its course at Eastlake? Because it's been there I think since '98. Now they said so. It's been there for quite a while. Should they be moving around to different uh, venues every year or every couple of years? I, I'm open to some thoughts there, and I would love to hear your guys' take. Vince, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go. I don't have much to yeah. say about Eastlake. I've, yeah, like I said, we've seen it a lot, um, and because of that, so have the so have the players. And I would say that they've probably tried to set this course up in so many different ways, and it doesn't have true defense. Like I would have much rather had seen Olympia Fields be this thirty-man event, uh, especially this year how well everybody was playing so i just i do think if the change of venue will bring up a much more interesting conclusion to the season and and that's really all i all i want is of you know a curveball mm-hmm. yeah i think i think you make a good point and i think doug i think you you brought up a good thing too right like they the, the tour poured a bunch of money into east lake and it brought them sponsors, right? Like Southern Company and Coca-Cola, you know, they're the sponsors there. That's why they go there for the most part. And that's why they right. have like a commercial free back nine and, and all this stuff. And the problem with Eastlake is they can't seem to figure out a way to actually set that course up for drama. I don't think that the restoration there is very good. I mean, I've seen some pictures that have been tweeted out over the last couple of weeks of like old East Lake when it was like truly a Donald Ross and it looks, right. it looks awesome, you know? And now they have this course where like guys are begging balls to get in bunkers because they don't want it in the Bermuda rough. Um, you know, the most memorable hole is the 15th hole, which is like kind of an Island green hole. Um, right. they've, they, they flipped the nines at one point. Right. So the, the current back nine is the actual front nine for members. So it's like, I just don't think they can get much more out of it. I think it's become stale. And if you're at a golf course for that long and it doesn't become a place like like Augusta or even to some degree Sawgrass where you're like, oh, I know this hole. I know what's coming up. I know how hard this shot is going to be and how many time, times guys have failed. Then, I mean, what are we really doing? It, it just hasn't latched on. And it's probably time for them to just try to go somewhere else to see if the product is better. Right. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, uh, well, I, you know, I think that one of the things you mentioned there, Jake, is the the first couple of years they actually had, they had it like the members play and they were finishing 18th hole was at par three. So they made the right mm-hmm. decision there switching that because the 18th hole 
I guess has provided some drama in the last couple of years, but it, uh, it, it, the rest of the, the, the whole holes, you know, 15, like you mentioned, is kind of supposed to be like TPC Sawgrass 17th with the Island green. Uh, but it, yeah, it doesn't really just provide as much drama as, as I think everybody would like to see. Some of that might just be because of the format. Some of that might just be because of the golf course itself. I agree. I think, you know, it was in Houston before that, which was fun, which was at a course that we know very well. And then they moved to East Lake. But I agree, you know, I, after you have an event it's at a place for so long, you either need to make some some serious changes or you need to uh, just move on to another field or or alternate back and forth. You know, like the Northern mm -hmm. Trust does now, they go between Boston and Liberty. Um, and I think even the BMW is going between Chicago and Maryland. So like do something like that where, you know, you change it up, the view, the eye, the viewing for everybody else. Um, and, and just make it a little bit more interesting, spice it up. I mean, the, I think in golf, it's like being, uh, an artist because you have all of these golf courses all around the U S that are fantastic and you don't get to see a lot of them. We do get to see some more this year because they're not doing the Asia swing. And so you're going to get to see some really cool golf courses um, out on the West Coast, like Shadow Creek for the CJ Cup and and Sherwood Country Club, which is like an absolute dime where mm -hmm. they're playing the Zozo in, in California. Um, so they're doing some cool things, but I agree. They need to do something with the Tour Championship, either change the format or change the golf course or maybe even do both. I don't know. But uh, that's all I got. DJ on an absolute heater. Uh don't think too much about it, but in your mind, does DJ win the U.S. Open next week? So yes no. or no? Okay. No. Okay. I like it. I don't think so either, but I just wanted to put you on the spot right there because he's on a heater. He is. He's on maybe the mega heater. Um, yeah. Before we move on to, I mean, whatever we're going to potentially do about Safeway, do you guys, you know, this is the end technically of a season. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do some like potential over under predictions for next season? Let's do it. Can I ask? Can I ask one question before we do that? Because I'll forget. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I have a little bit of a either him or her, but it's not her. Obviously, two guys. <laughs> I was thinking about it. So DJ DJ won this weekend. It was his twenty third win. Okay. He's got one major championship. He's got the tour championship. Uh huh. Would you rather have his career? Or Padraig Harrington's, who's won six PGA Tour events, but three major championships. Love to hear it. Ooh. Do I get Paulina in this deal? Mm, no. No Paulina. Oh, man, I don't get Paulina. <laughs> I don't know. I Honestly, it's weird because I feel like they're very comparable careers to me. Like Padraig Absolutely. Padraig won them when Tiger wasn't around. I think I'd probably take DJ's career, honestly. It's a lot of money to say no to. And it's not like if Padraig would have won a Masters, I think I would have changed my mind a little bit. I definitely ben? agree. DJ's career is far from over as well. I think that's true. He's got a lot more left on his plate with how he's, with how he's playing. Uh, he's got to stay healthy. I agree. I, I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I would take Padraig's career because I would just rather have the three majors. Uh, even if it was in the time Tiger wasn't playing, he just he worked harder than everybody else when Tiger wasn't out there. And so, That's true. proud of him. He, you know, he won uh, the Open and two PGA Championships. So, uh, or sorry, two Open Championships in the PGA and two in one year. He won the PGA and the Open in 2008. So, I, I would just I think I'd rather have his career. I agree, Jake. If you throw Pauline in there, I may go the other way, but I'm gonna go, go the other way. I'm gonna go with Padraig. That's that's all I had. I just I thought it was I you like know, that. interesting topic conversation. But uh, all right, Jake, let's go. What do you got for our, for the questions for the season? I'm pumped. Actually, this is gonna be an awesome season. Yeah, I've been scratching these down as we've been going. But by the way, I just want to commend you on that because I had no idea that that second person was gonna be Padraig Harrington. I was thinking it could have been maybe like. Somebody else. I don't even know. Martin Keimer. I have no idea, but I wasn't nope. expecting Got you. Uh, project. That was pretty good. Okay, here we go. So these are over-unders. Um, I think I've got them pretty good here. Okay. We're going to run through them, and we will look back at the end of next season. So all of these are for your, uh, like kind of by the end of next season. Don't I guess lose this piece of paper. 
No, this one I will put this. I'll take a picture. Okay, we'll have it on the podcast, I guess. But yeah, don't lose it. Yeah. Well, we're too lazy to go back and listen to the that's, other one, so. that's true. All right, here we go. So Jordan Spieth, world golf ranking at the end of next season, will it be over under fifty point five? What is he right now? Any idea? He is currently he's over he's over fifty. I didn't look. I think he's like fifty seven. Yeah, I got it right here. He is. Uh, where are you at, bud? Don't want to want to find Jordan. Sixty-seven. Okay, sixty-seven. Okay. So, uh, Benny, I'll give I'll give you the floor. Yeah, no, I I think Speed is back in the top fifty by this time next year. I think it gives okay. him enough time to get out of his his rut of changing mentalities or finding a new one. Uh, you know, his just on course approach. And I think we see we see rookie Jordan maybe um, the beginning of next year. So you're saying he's going to be ranked under 50? Yes. Okay. Dougie? Outside the top 100. Okay, wow. So we're just going to say over. Over. Considering over. We went, we went double. Over. We went multiple. Over. Doug's over. Going over. I am going to go over as well, actually. I, love I don't that. think I don't think he showed enough signs for me to believe. I kept trying to believe, but like <laughs> I just it's hard for me to he's 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 I don't know, he's like Sebastian Vettel, right? Like he used to be good, but like <laughs> now he's driving a Ferrari or something. Okay. That was your guy too for like two months, Spieth. You were on the train. You were like, oh, he's back you know, every week. He had that day. He had that not that day. I mean, maybe it was a fucking day at this point, but like it, he had that week where I was like, oh. I looked at his ball striking sets. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Like, that's what that should look like. And I really thought that was signs because it happened like three weeks in a row. But, yep, I'm going over because he's just not showing enough. And he's playing Safeway this week. Like, that would never happen uh, two or three years ago. Exactly. He's been off for two weeks and he's playing the U.S. Open. I think it's... Yeah. And it's not a full field either. It's only like... There's 150 people playing. I thought there was like 140 or so. No, this is full of all the jabronis, all the major medicals, all that shit. Guys that have won there like 13 years ago. Right. Money list guys. Yeah, you got all those guys in there. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, here we go. This is actually pretty good. DJ, for Uh next season, over under 3.5 wins. Wow. I'll Uh, go first here if you want. Go ahead. Please tear it. I'm, I'm going under. I say he wins three, so I think that's that's a it's a tight one, but I I do think it's under for DJ. Although he could win like three by January at this point, who knows? Yeah, I it, like I wrote off DJ three months ago, and he's made this. <laughs> he really did too. One hundred and eighty degree turn that is like for the ages in the golf world. Um, so who knows when he's coming back down? Like, like I said, the guy is kind of a mystery sometimes, and. I, you know, you ride this high as long as you can. If he wins this fall, I definitely think he wins three, at least three times by. Okay, so over under. He's got to win four times, though. Yeah, he's got to win four. I know, like, and exactly, like, four is a really. It's a big number. incredible big number. Like, you might be taking weeks off after three wins, you know, kind of thing. Um, I still. You're going under? I'm staying under with, with three, yeah. Jeez. All right, he's going under. It's, it's like, what it's an answer! A fucking number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's gonna go right at three and a half. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but uh, man, you know, I, I, Jake, I like the question, but I just think three and a half is a lot to mm-hmm. get to four. If you want the over, I'm gonna take the under. He's definitely winning because he, win, he wins every year. He was gonna win every year until he retires. It seems like. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under. I think I I, I think two two wins probably in the uh, 2021 season. Yeah, I knew that one was a little high, but I figured you know we like I said we're he's on that that heater right now. Uh, so. Definitely worth the talk. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of where it could where it should or maybe could be. Okay, here we go. World number ones in the next. So the, what's I keep getting the seasons mixed up. Twenty. It'll be the 2020 2021. 
season, how many times will world number one change hands over under 2.5? We had three this year. Wow. All right. I'll go first. Um, Over under three and a half. Is that what you said? Yep. I'm going to go over. Bugs going over. I, I just think because there's so many major championships and the players, um, I just think that you're going to see a lot of flip-flopping back and forth unless somebody just goes on a mega heater. But I think that there's going to be, you know, potential to have, you're going to have six different major champions potentially in one calendar year. And, you know, obviously a different players champion, et cetera. I, you know, there may be, but I, yeah, I'm going over. Okay. Vince. I'm taking the over as well. And I, I kind of think of it just like this. You have DJ, you have JT, you have Rom, you have Rory. And any one of them could have, Made, you know, one or be second place to take over the number one spot any point in time this year. Like, I definitely think that it's going to be more than four times, especially with six majors on the calendar. Okay. Okay. I, I'll play devil's advocate there then. Um, and I will go under for that one. What, well, do think, you believe that? Or are you just... I, I kind of do believe it. I kind of do believe it because it's been a weird trend <clears throat> where, like, We've had one or two switches every year, and then basically like once every four or five years, we've had that that year where it changes hands a lot. And I know it's tight right now. Like it definitely is, and there are majors, which means there's a lot of points at play. However, if you have one of those top guys win a major and then also win another event, especially if it's one of those guys that's in the top two right now, uh, Ron and DJ, that is actually going to separate them a ton. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. I don't totally believe it, but uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate and go the other way on that okay. one. I like it. All right, here we go. I thought this one was interesting. Jason Day, world ranking at the end of next year, over under 24.5. He's currently number 37. Any? Uh, I would say over. So you think he's going to be ranked outside the top 25? Yes, I do. Okay, Vince is going over. <clears throat> Dougie? I do not like Jason Day, but I'm going to say under. I think he will be in the top 25, because I'm 24, whatever you said, 24 and a half. I think uh, he's shown some really good form lately. Doesn't seem like he has any health issues. Obviously, that's the kicker for Jason Day, but uh, I think that uh, we'll see him like somewhere around 20 uh, at the end of next season. I, I totally agree with you. As soon as I wrote that question down, before I even asked you guys, I wrote that I was going to go under because I'm the same way. Don't know if I really like Jason Day, but I have actually really liked what I've seen from him in the last couple of weeks. And I feel like him without a coach has been honestly pretty good and he's played a lot better. So I'm going under as well. It would be good to see him like back in yeah. really great form. Okay, here comes one of the big ones. I wrote this down, put a star next to it. The whole deal. The new dad, Rory McIlroy. Major wins over under 0. 0.5. Over. It's going to win <clears throat> next week at the U.S. Open. <laughs> All right, Vince is going over. Is that your horse next week, Ben? Yeah, I have him and like JT it. left to use in the pool. So. Oh, wow, huge. Wow, that is huge. huge. I would rock. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over as well. I think he gets, gets a major next year. Oh, I am going over as well. I think Rory is going to slip on the old green jacket. In wow. Of that. Which Rory one? Mac- November or April? No, yeah, no he's going to get the November, the pumpkin spice jacket. He's I like getting. that. I like yeah. that. Okay. Um, you know what? We're going to skip that one because I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've done enough like that. Asterisk. No highlighter. Tiger Woods, this can go for any event, wins over under 0.5. Over. <laughs> you're, Dog's hammer in the over. you're always a buyer. Does the Champions Tour count? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say under, unless okay. for some reason he, he just commits to a more full season. Uh, yeah, I love so. that. Um, like I, I just don't think he's playing enough to keep up with the big guys. And what's he gonna do? Just 
win the Zozo again? He's not. It's not even overseas. Well, not in Japan, so you're not going to get the horses for courses thing. You know what? I hate to say it too, but I am also going under until he starts playing more. I just don't see how he can win. And I know there's a lot of majors all packed in, but that also means that he's got to rest a lot more next year. His schedule is going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going under on Tiger as well. Um, I'd like to be wrong, though. That would be actually sick. You will be wrong. I hope so. All right, this is a two-parter with the same player in mind. Colin Morikawa, let's start with this, over under 1.5 wins next year. Wow. <laughs> so it's a two-win season. He won two times this year, right? Right. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'll take the over. I think he's gonna. I think he may have a heater season, and win like four times. So Doug going I'm, over. I'm going calm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Vince, I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna win once. So under. Um, okay. I, just his rookie, rookie season, a full full season. Um. Yeah, I think he. I think he wins once and settles into the schedule a little bit more. Um, he did win obviously twice after the COVID break, so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if he can get tired. You know, still young, but. Uh, I think he just may try to manage the schedule a little bit more and, and maybe just kind of, cool down a little bit. Uh, I just. I don't see him winning twice again. Okay. Good, good enough for me. I'm hammering the over on this thing. I think he has an amazing, incredible season, which leads me to the second part of this. Kyle Morikawa over under 0.5 major wins. So one of the wins you're banking on would be a major. I, do you want, should I say that my his win may be, a, may be the win well, at, at, like, I, I'm, you at can Liberty? Decide. You, I... I like his game, his, his especially his mental fortitude for a win in a major. Especially, I would love to see him win at Augusta. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if he's quite ready for that. Yeah. Especially because he hasn't played there before, and he doesn't and it, putt well in certain spots. Um, I'm gonna. T- I, I like him for a major, but I think it can. It's only a U.S. Open or a PGA. I'm not sure. I trust him to win the Masters, like you said, and. Man, I just think the British is a whole other animal. I don't know if he mm-hmm. and he hasn't played in one yet, so I I just I, I think he wins one though at the PGA or the US Open. So you're gonna go with over then for this yep, second. Taking part. the over. Yep. Okay. Vince, you're going under? Yep. Correct. Okay. And I am going to go over because I think he wins the US Open. Okay. That'd be wild if he went. He's gonna win next week? Uh huh. I do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I agree. It could be that's one of the ones I think he would win. So, listen, those greens you have to hit it in super tiny areas to get good putts, flat putts, readable putts. Um, that would no, be an unbelievable story. Nobody hits it fucking closer than that guy. So, all right, um, this one very near and dear to my heart. Guys had an incredible season. Brendan Todd, twenty twenty one, top tens. I'm not even going to ask points. Top 10s. Over under 2.5. He only had four top 10s this year. He almost won three straight events. So the question is over under how many top 10s? Four and a half? 2.5. He had four top 10s. That's including the ones he won. Wow. Um, Vinny, you want this one? Yeah, I think I think he top 10s three events. I would say yes. I think his game's in a good place right now. Vince and, hammering the Toddster over. Yeah, I I, okay. I don't see him getting off. Why would he back off? I don't, I don't foresee it happening. Huh? I, I think he and Scotty Scheffler both have great years. I okay. um, I completely agree with Vince. I think he gets like six top tens this year. So I'm going okay. with, with the Toddster. Right. I am also going with the over. I think the guy's been fucking impressive as hell. Yeah. Good. I would love Good to game. see him like on the Ryder Cup team. It'd be incredible. <laughs> that would be that would be insane. <laughs> oh my! Oh man! You just made me think of a question. I got to add. It won't even be an over under. Hold on, I'm just gonna write this down. Okay, 
Got it. All right. All right. Great job, Dougie. Um, all right. Wins for Justin Thomas next year. 2.5. What's up with the point fives? Um, you got, you have to do it. So you can't I, push. I, yeah. I know. I know. Um, I'm going to say under, I think, say, same thing, maybe a Masters and maybe the BMW. Okay. So he had three wins last season. I, I'm i going to go over. The dude's just an absolute stick in the, in the middle of his prime. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. taking the over. I think he wins, you know, three or four times. I was like right on the. Yeah, it's a like, good number. It is a very good number. Yeah, it's a. It was tough for me because I was like, you know, he wins. He wins every year at least once. He comes close a lot. But then I was like, you know what? I think next year could maybe be like his real breakout year, right? And I think it's because of bones. So we're gonna go over for me as like well. It. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good. Okay, this one is a really, really tough one um, because I'm going to include, like, this is any tournament, majors, non-majors, and okay. we all saw that Brooks Kepka has pulled out of the U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka wins next year over under 0.5. Any? Yeah, I'll take him for one. I wouldn't take him for more than that. <laughs> Uh, see, seeing is how he just has a, a different. He's got like a switch, right? Uh, he keeps it off for 362 days a year and turns it on for three days. So, uh, yeah, I'm just like I'm a buyer of Brooks. I don't know <clears throat> if it's health related. We've we've seen him we've seen him go through four different drivers this year. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a weird year. There's for him. so many things going on with him. It's it's just like which one's not bothering him the most. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I like him for a win. I I think he's just he's just a good enough player on tour to win. Agreed. I, uh, so he his average scoring round this year was seventy point seven, which is horrible. He only had two top tens. He missed half of the, and he played in thirteen events. He only made seven cuts. I am going uh, with the under. I do not believe Brooks will win next season. I believe he may only win like one or two more times in his career. Wow. All right. Hold on. I need to write this down. Doug. <laughs> Put the says, date on it. 9 9 yeah. Rest in peace to Kepka. Okay. <laughs> I like Brooks' uh, game. I just think that it's there's too many other guys that are really, really good coming up in the game. And he just is kind of losing a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, I love your explanation, and I—I I mean, I feel like you're going out on a limb for sure. I—it's this is a tough one for me because I think he has looked bad. I think that knee is way worse than we are ever anticipating, uh, or that we ever anticipated, I should say. But there are six majors in the next however many months. So, yeah, I'm going over. Because I think the guy, like Vince said, he will at some point be able to flip it on and get it done. And like I, I hope that he doesn't get it done at like, you know, in in Memphis or something. But who knows? So I'm going over. All right, two questions to go. This one's going to be a combined question because it's about the the, the whole Puerto Rico cor- curse. You know, if you if you win in Puerto Rico, right. you you never win anywhere else. So each of these guys are going to have an over-under, but I just want you to, I mean, you can pick for both if you want. Okay. Victor, Victor Hovland and Tony Finau, over-under, 0.5 wins. <laughs> Doug, do you want to start this one? Yeah. Um, I do not believe Finau gets a win next year under. Hovland will get it done. Okay. So over Doug's over on Hovland, under on Finau. I love Finau. I just he can't putt. I don't think he can get it done. He, I mean, if he does get it done, it's like in a, like in a Safeway field. Okay. Okay. I like it, Vince. I'm I'm the other way on this one. Um, so you think? I, I think Finau gets a win and Hovland can't chip. So 
That's true. <laughs> That's like very true. Those two yeah. things can both be true. Um, and, and Finau, I was more than impressed with his game at Olympia Fields. If uh, I, obviously it's not a the scoring average was was near par, like obviously worse mm-hmm. than par for other than five people. But um, yeah, I think that that takes a certain kind of game to stay, you know, near the top in an event like sure. that on a course like that. And I think Finau is just coming into it, and I think he wins twice next year. Okay. I like, I like it. it. I'd love to his, see it. I'd love to see it. Doubles his win total. Okay. Um, I'm going to say they're both going to get a win next year. I think Hovland's okay. just too talented, and I would love to see him make the Ryder Cup team for Europe. And I think Finau's due, but I'm with you, Doug. I don't think he wins anything big. I think he sneaks in and wins some sort of whatever event, either right. at the beginning of the year or smack in the middle of the year. But I, I think that's a good call. Okay, last question. This is not an over-under. This is just a yes or no, because I thought about it when Doug had mentioned Brendan Todd on the Ryder Cup team. Does Patrick Reed make the Ryder Cup team this year, either as a captain's pick or on points? I'm Do I have to give an answer? Say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah. All right. Vince is going uh, yes. Uh, obviously, I Hold think on. Tiger and who was it? Steve Stricker. Um, I think they both just like Patrick Reed outside of you know, the burden of having Patrick Reed on your team. Um, personal picks and he's not playing bad golf. Uh, I think he'll be right there on points and and be favored over over some rookies. Okay. Oh, God. You want to think for a minute, Doug, and I can go? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. I am going to say the only way he makes it is if it's on points. And I, I, I'm i going to say no, but I think it's because he gets beat out by other people. I just think there are so many good Americans, and there's so many events with massive points over the next, you know, 12 to – you know, whatever that is, 12 to 14 months. I mean, there, there are other guys who can sneak in, even if um, Reed has a good season. If he doesn't win, he's not making it. So I'm going to go no. Yeah. I mean, he won the WGC Mexico last season, so he did have a win. Um, yeah. He had eight top tens, and he only missed three cuts. So he had a good... Uh, good year. I mean, he's had a good year for a while now, but he's eighth on the points list right now. I'm just looking and top eight get in automatically. And then I think there's four captains picks. So he's, mm-hmm. he's a couple hundred points clear. Daniel Berger right now, who's in ninth. I agree. I think if he doesn't get in automatically, I don't think you pick him unless he's maybe in ninth place. Then I think you, you have to. Um, it's a tough question. You I'm going to say no. Burger's right above him on points currently. No, Burger's mm-hmm. ninth behind him. Oh, behind him. Hey, does right. Burger it's, keep uh, up his season enough? Yes. To, make, yeah. to make the Ryder yes. Cup? I'd love yes. to see him on the Ryder Cup team. Me too. It's uh, So it's DJ, Colin, Brooks, JT, Webb, Bryson, Xander, and Patrick are the auto qualifiers right now. You should just count Brooks out at this point in time. I don't but know. He's, he's so far he's away. Three, but he's also 4,000 points clear of the people in ninth. Mm. So, uh, and I, I don't know if this is changing either. Uh, but DJ's also got a 4,000-point cushion for second place. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, it's going to be interesting because I'm not exactly sure how they're doing it, if there was any changes with it being yeah, pushed back know. a year or any of that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm, I'm saying okay. Reed will not make the Ryder Cup team. All right. There you go. Those are all of my 2021 um prediction kind of things over unders and uh yeah i got the, i got the paper it's locked away it's yeah yeah we've got it on the pod too so we can go back and look but uh yeah it will be interesting what uh will dj i'll add one will dj repeat as uh tour champion next year no i'll say no i mean it was so close between jt rory rom and he but between the last like three events um I'm just going to say no uh, for, for sport. I would like to see somebody else win it. Okay. 
All right. Cool. Well, guys, that's awesome. We've got some great questions there, Jake. I appreciate that. That was a fun, yeah, that was no a fun little segment. Um, I know you got some schoolwork to do. Do you want to drop off before Vince and I talk about Safeway real quick? I mean, we probably don't have too much to talk about, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna jump out. Okay. Um, yeah. Good luck with the the Safeway, and uh, you have a pick. Yeah. I mean, picks are over until uh, Century, but uh, yeah. anybody on your mind? I mean, Brendan Steele basically owns real estate on this place. I think. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with Brent, uh, Brendan Steele. Okay, yeah, Ryan Mustiel, think, love it. Yeah, there you go. All right, dude. Uh, All right, thanks for jumping in. Appreciate it. Yeah, Later, absolutely. brother. Later. See you. Well, Dougie. Right. And then there was two. Yes, there was. So <laughs> uh, let's talk real quick about the Safeway Open. I mean, nothing against it. It's just a lot of the guys that play in the Tour Championship are taking the week off, and there's a major championship next week. Uh, the feature groups are Snedeker, Spieth, and Furyk. Bradley, Pat Perez, Kevin Streelman, Shane Lowry, who's the highest ranking uh, player yeah. in the field. I think there's only Phil. six people in the top 50. Yeah, it's 60 something, it's, it's something pretty crazy. Field. I agree. So, yeah, it, it's a huge toss up as to who can win out there. Um, obviously, Steele's won twice. Yep. Um, big, big week for you, though, with the with the pool because you could steal some steal some points here. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's a super tough choice. I'm I'm kind of torn. It seems like, you know, 50% of the pool is going to be going with Phil, uh, Brandon Steele, or Siwoo, who is a mental midget. Um, but, yeah. It, you think, it, do you think Phil is going to contend uh, coming off his win in the, the Champions Tour? Oh, yeah, I do. I'm a little worried and... Maybe curious <laughs> about, about picking <laughs> Phil right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's obviously it's at Silverado. Um, and some guys are just, just used to playing out there. Uh, normally some yeah. soft greens and a pretty high scoring average. So even for this field, I think it's going to be exciting and it'd be a good start to what is the new season. Yeah, definitely starting off a crazy uh, season in the 2021. You know, it's it's kind of bad, kind of good for the Safeway field because they're the first week after the, the the Tour Championship. Normally, there's a week off in between, uh, but they're jumping right into it this week. And then they have the U.S. Open the week after. But like you said, Brandon Steele's won there twice. Cameron Champ, who's not playing this week, has won it twice. Uh, there's been a lot of good winners uh, there, Emiliano Grillo, he he won there uh, in his rookie season, which was back in 2015, which is crazy. It was a long time ago now. Kevin Tway has won there. Uh, Spieth as well, I believe. Uh, and then they got people like Will Gordon who's playing this week, who makes more birdies than everybody else. Fen Royan's playing. So there are some some notable names playing this week. And then it's also always a fun uh, field to watch because you get the new guys coming off the Corn Ferry or the guys uh, that are just uh, happy to get a spot and, and people you don't really know too much about that are trying to make a name for themselves on the PGA Tour. So def- definitely some good storylines as we as we go into the U.S. Open next week at Wingfoot. Um, let's talk real quick about power rankings. So I'll just do the top 10. Streelman, number 10. Troy Merritt, ninth. Ches Reeve, eighth. Siwoo, seven. Who I think I saw as one of the favorites uh, betting-wise. Mm-hmm. Probably Hoffman, sixth, Cameron Davis, fifth, Brant Snedeker, fourth, Phil, third, Joel Dahman, two, and Brandon Steele, who uh, won in back-to-back years, I believe, 16-17 or 17-18. Uh, must have been 16-17. Uh, is coming, and he's the number one guy. So, Vinny, uh, you won the regular season or the 19-20 wraparound pickums for us. We will not start our, our official podcast pickums till the century. But uh, who who you who you going with this week in, in a big week with only uh, what about eight weeks left in the in the a, pool? Yeah. This week plus nine, so I think there's a total of ten weeks until the Masters. Okay, so yeah, a big week for you to pick up some some points. Yeah. Who are you riding with uh, this week at the Safeway? I am, like I said, I'm a little torn. I know Brandon Steele's gonna be very popular. It, it can't. It's not gonna hurt me to bet with the group. Um, Phil. Harold Varner is definitely on my radar, and so is Cameron Davis. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm gonna roll with Harold Varner the third. He's got he's HP3. got, he's got I like five it. like uh, 
five or six top 30s out there, hasn't missed a cut. Got got three top 20s and two top 50s. So I think uh, he knows the course well enough and could play well enough just to uh, to get the damn job done. I need him to. I agree. I mean, he's 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 played really well this year on on first rounds. Um, you know, I think uh, he's won the because you can bet on the first round leader. He's won that like two or three times since the restart too. So he's been in good form on Thursday, uh, but hopefully he can continue that uh, into the weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, I guess it does help a little bit. He didn't make the tour championship, so had a week off to uh, to get a break in before he goes out to to this week at the Safeway Open. Uh, I love that for you, dude. I'm always rooting. So hopefully we'll get a little HV3 sighting on Sunday, uh, at least around the final groups to make it interesting. I am going to run with uh, Sergio Garcia this week. Who, who is, yes, Sergio. Who has played well, uh, actually, in the last couple of weeks before. Uh, I, I don't think he made it to the BMW, but I, I believe he made it into the uh the northern trust so i'm gonna run with sergio this week uh as he preps for the u.s open next week at wingfoot uh any other closing thoughts on the safeway this this coming week no not really um obviously it's it's, you get to see some rookies the new year always like to see if somebody comes out and just stuns the crowd i guess your remote (laughs) viewers because of covid but um yep yeah, no, I think I think this is just like a a gentle start to the season as it needs to be, and and uh, everybody gets to relax after a very tense three weeks uh, that just passed. So, uh, not yep. not a lot of closing thoughts. I'm just hoping to see some good golf. That's it. I agree, brother. I think uh, yeah, it's one of those where it's like, all right, you take a little deep breath because the tour championship's over, and then now we're like, oh god, now next week's the U.S. Open. Uh, I did have a couple questions about the U.S. Open as we get ready for Wingfoot. I know we'll have our, our show next week, but uh, is, and I guess maybe not really about the U.S. Open. What's your concern level with Brooks Kapka? I know we talked about it a little bit a minute ago, but do you think he plays in the Masters now, or do you think uh, we may not see him till till 2021? It's it's tough. I, I think like I know where he's he's sitting and maybe how he feels on on knee injuries and knee surgeries. You know, like I've had to myself and it's just one of those things um that people are going to kind of keep in the dark until they know exactly what's happening uh so if it is in fact a knee problem i really don't think we'll see him until maybe like the week before the masters because he need, needs a warm-up into the masters which i believe is the houston open right it is yeah so yeah uh, i i pray it's nothing too serious i just i don't want to see anybody hurt when Right. Yeah, they, they got you know the, that is their career. So um, that's all I can really say about him. I just if it's his knee, I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of on the same concern level. I, you know, I, I like uh, I like Brooks as like an antagonist to the the PGA Tour, especially after all his comments at the uh, PGA where he's like, I don't really know any of these guys behind me. Because um, I think he is good for the game, especially when he's playing well and he's absolutely monster when he's just dominating fields at the U.S. Open and the PGA. But like you said. Knee injuries are never good. It's really hard to come back from those uh, and and trust it for a while. Uh, you know, obviously they have the best trainers and doctors around, but we'll see. I, I I think if we don't hear anything, you know, a week or two after the U.S. Open, I believe he's probably done until next year. Um, but you know, hopefully he recovers, comes back safely. I would love to see him approve my predictions on the uh, questions segment wrong and and come back and win. You know, another two majors and a couple wins, but. We'll see. Uh, I'm really excited for the U.S. Open next week. Really looking forward to talking and previewing that. That's at Wingfoot, one of the most historic golf courses in America. We'll be back, guys, to talk to you about that next week as we preview some picks. It sounds like Jake's riding with Colin Morikawa. But we'll see who the rest of us are going to go with. And, uh, you know, Vinny, good luck this week with your pick. Appreciate it. Let's let's go ahead and get things out of here. But before we do that, everybody... If you're not already, please follow us on Instagram at the Breakfast Ball Pod, all one word. Uh, share it with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to talk to us about anything, we're happy to do that. Uh, we appreciate everybody's support. And if you play this weekend, be safe. 
Uh, I think we have a little bit of weather here in Houston today and tomorrow, but hopefully it should be pretty nice this weekend. I have the Houston AM qualifier next Monday, so looking forward to that. Uh, Vinny, take us out of here. All right, ballers. We appreciate it as always. Not going to say too much. It's a great week to, uh, great week to reset. You know, if you're getting out there on the course, take a deep breath. Hit one damn straight off the one box and enjoy it. We'll be talking to you next week to preview the U.S. Open. Again. Yeah.